98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfen down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. Alright, it's time for Wolfen Down Your Lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron? So the Arizona Cardinals got their roster down to 53 players yesterday, and the Cards did indeed keep five running backs on their roster. So I think you owe Dave Cash an apology, right? Um, that's coming. Yeah. So well, I know that's going to hurt. If, in fact, they keep them. Well. All five. Like what? Till they retire? Like no, how long do no, they have to keep them? Okay. Before the game. Before their first game of the season. All right. All right. So that was going to be my question. Do you think the Cardinals will hold all five? You think they're going to run like 31 personnel? Is that even a thing? I, <laughs> no, it is not. Um, listen, can I tell you right now, I do not believe the Arizona Cardinals are going to keep all five running backs. How long would you give them? Um, I'm going to give them before the first game of the really? season. Really? You think it's that quick? Yeah, I think at some point in time, they're going to have to do something right there. Maybe they know something we don't as well. Oh. Maybe Jonathan Ward, maybe you're going to go ahead now that you've Got him on the 53. Maybe you're going to go ahead and you're going to put him on IR. All of forward. all of these trades, if that happens, you owe me an apology because that's what I suggested a week ago. And you were like, what are you talking about? What? No, it's just because you weren't going to keep five. That's why. <laughs> Whatever. Look, at, I, I'd be dead wrong. You know what? I don't mind admitting when I'm no, wrong. No, but if they put Ward on, if that's how they do this. I'm wrong every day of my life. Um, don't mind. Just not afraid to say it like some. None of these trades are really that are happening or involving any any names. Jalen Rager to the Vikings for a seventh rounder. That trade yesterday for uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson was a seventh rounder and him for a sixth and a fifth. So we haven't really seen players traded for players yet. Yeah, what is going on with that? I thought we'd see a lot more action, and it's been very quiet right now. Well, speaking of trades. Andy Isabella also made the Cardinals 53-man roster, but our own John Gambadoro is hearing that Isabella wanted to be traded. He added that he wants a fresh start and snaps over being a depth guy that may not play. So, what do you guys think the Cardinals could get for Andy Isabella? Do you think he'll ultimately be traded? I mean, they said that he could seek a trade in the offseason, and there weren't suitors out there. So now, where did things stand? Do you think that he played well enough in the preseason? to elevate his trade stock. I think that this is a situation where when they drafted him and he struggled, we were harder on him locally than than nationally. I also think that um, he probably has more value here locally than he does nationally right now. Do you really think they're freaking out in New York that Andy Isabella had a good preseason game? But I do I do wonder if there are, we're all thinking Patriots, if there are like one or two teams that were keeping an eye on him, then they would they just got confirmation if they believed in him. Look, there's a lot of teams out there that I think right now are really squinting and looking very closely at Andy Isabella. Isabella and what he did in the preseason. I do. Has his trade stock elevated? Of course. It's not even close. Of course it has. But to what degree is what you have to ask yourself right now. I still think, this is me, I still think the Arizona Cardinals want him here. I want him here. I want to see him perform and get that opportunity. 
But it would not surprise me if there was a player, that being Andy Isabella, and a pick for another corner. It would not. Well, you guys are just setting me up. You guys are just setting me up. So Ian Rappaport just tweeted that after the Cardinals claimed Javelin Guidry from the Jets, it was a corner, they've released cornerback Christian Matthew, their seventh round pick. So are you confident in the cornerback room where it stands with getting Trayvon Mullen yesterday and Javelin Guidry? Well, first of all, I know who Javelin Guidry is, Wolf, because I play Pac-12 fantasy football, and he went to Utah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, see, so look at that. Prepared me for this moment. great. So what is he, 30? Is he 30 years old now? No. He's only, like, his second or third year, isn't he? Yeah, I know, but went to Utah. So you think he, okay, fine. That's what you're saying, yeah. (laughs) Jeez, Wolf. I got you. Uh, Did you? Did you get me, or did you get yourself? Utah. Boy, here's a, we got a freshman coming in. He's 23. Yeah, well, I don't think he is. So... No, to answer your question, Maloney, I am not content with the cornerback room. If they go out there and slow down Patrick Mahomes in week one, okay, yeah, I'll suddenly be a lot more uh, content. But uh, at this moment, you've got a lot of unknowns, I think, and Byron Murphy. Yeah, no, I think you're right on that. Zach Gallon. That was it? That was it. I I already contributed. Okay, all right, that's true. Has Fitz texted you back? <laughs> Talking about contributing. It's also his birthday, so you may want to wish him happy oh birthday. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Fitzy, can you come on? Yeah. A couple yeah. hours later. By the way, happy birthday. <laughs> Wait, you know what I just realized? Darren Urban and Larry Fitzgerald have the same birthday. Well, you're kidding. We're going to have to. Oh, my goodness. We're going to have one of them on later on in the oh, show. Yeah. Okay, great. Which one will it be? Yeah, oh, you'll yeah. have to stay tuned to find out. But anywho, Zach yes. Gallen extended his scoreless innings pitch streak to 34 and a third as the Diamondbacks won their fifth straight game with a 12-3 victory over the Phillies. Well, if I know you're all about Gallen, all about the Gallen electricity on this Diamondbacks team right now. No, I'm not. He's the, he's the bigger I, story. I We're going to get into Gallen. this, but Look he's the bigger story. He, what do you mean he's the bigger story? He, he hasn't given up a run in you, 16 years. Look, it's, I, I understand that. Uh, what is it now? Is it 34 and a third innings? 34 and a third. Okay, that's really good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> it's the team overall, man. You have to. When you think of the Diamondbacks right now, it's not about the individual players. It's not about Corbin Carroll, even though Corbin, Corbin, Corbin. Of course, it's not about Corbin. It's not about Zach Allen. It's about this team overall and how they're competing since the All-Star break. Seven, three, and two in series. I'm not talking about games. not talking about games or practice, man. I'm talking about series. Seven, three, and two since the All-Star break. And and look what's happening right now. In the last five games, this five-game win streak, they've scored 45 runs. 45 runs. 25 in the last two games, 22 unanswered. Look, this team is filled with this young exuberance, this energy, this freak show speed that they have on the base paths, man. I... You gotta you gotta start there. How enjoyable is this to watch the Diamondbacks? It's it's not about the individuals. You're right, but all of these younger players that that everybody's talking about, and getting fired up about, they're all hitters, except Zach Gallen. 
Now, Tommy Henry's been decent, too, so, and we'll see. He's pitching uh, today. But hey, when you score 45 runs in five games, you really don't have to worry about your pitching well, too yeah, much. Even, even the bullpen couldn't couldn't burn him the last two days. <laughs> he scored 25 in two games. All right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. We come back. The 53-man roster is out for the Cardinals, and they did keep five running backs, so why? And if why is a trade, then uh, which one of them has the most trade value? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Hi, this is James Conner, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The challenges that he went through in college and coming into the league, man, he has, like, unstoppable heart. Gives to Conner up the middle. He's got a crease at the 35 of the 40. Stiff arms, breaks a tackle at the 50. Near side, 45-40. Shoves the defender to the ground. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I bring to the table. I'm going to get to another pro, but I'm going to continue to score touchdowns. I'm going to do all of that and bring this mindset to a team. The mentality to me is kind of what sets him apart. I start waking them boys up. Do you do what you do? Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals. Now, yeah, we got into the uh, the running back room. The fact that they kept five guys, Wolf, a little bit there during uh, Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Uh, I don't, I don't totally disagree with you that a trade is at least um, being considered, right? I mean, if you're the Cardinals, you probably don't want to let one of those guys go because you know they have more value than just letting them go. Like, So you, you're really going to waive a guy and whoever goes and, and claims Eno Benjamin or Keontae Ingram or whoever. Uh, so unless it is something where Jonathan Ward is too hurt to play for a while and that doesn't count against your 53-man roster, ultimately, I have to think they they would like to trade one of them. The question is, who has the most trade value, do you think? Yeah, no, it's a great question right here. Um, first of all, let me, let, let's just consider what is going on. Okay, you've got Jonathan Ward, okay. who had a shoulder, had a shoulder situation, um, had a very good preseason, very good training camp, of course. He's on the 53. So now guess what you can do? You can go ahead and put him on IR. You put him on IR. And he's going to miss some time. Yep. Okay, three games. Now, all of a sudden, you're down to four running backs in that room. That is something you can do. They haven't done that, to be clear, but you could do that. They haven't done that, to be clear. But right now, that's what I think is definitely coming at some point in time. And then, of course, you can sign somebody back, bring somebody back up. We'll see what happens with that. But um, what I also thought was so fascinating about having five running backs, the Pentagon room is what it is, is the fact Keontae Ingram. There's no way they were going to cut Keontae Ingram. I don't think they you were could. not going to do it. Because they, they, why? Ask yourself, why wouldn't they when they could just sign him back to the practice squad? Of course. And maybe. Or maybe he doesn't get back to your practice yeah, just, squad. You, you just drafted I think, him. I don't think he gets back to your practice squad. We, we now, had, I said that about Trace McSorley. So, yeah. It, full uh, disclosure. But we, yeah, that's true. Um, but we, we talked about Keontae Ingram earlier in the week and, and last week too of like, you know, this is a guy you just drafted. You just drafted him a couple months ago. Has he not done everything you've asked since you've drafted him? Is it a small sample size? Yes. It's it's mini camp and rookie camp and training yep. camp and a couple preseason games. But he has done everything you've asked. Why would you draft him if you're then going to let him go if he did everything you asked? So you at least want to see what he can potentially do for you during the season, even if you don't have to use him that much. You mentioned Jonathan Ward. This is Cliff Kingsbury yesterday with an update on Ward. I, I'd say he's... Uh, questionable going into next week. You know, he's day-to-day. Um, I think it could go either way, just seeing how the progress goes uh, throughout the rest of this week. Um, we'll see how he feels next week. 
Also, I should throw this out there because I'm, I'm seeing it a lot on Twitter. Apparently, Cliff said today, and this is not a running back, he is uh, expecting slash hopeful to see Marcus Golden back on the field next week. Okay, boy, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd okay. be nice. Hopeful. What was Pretty much on the same schedule as Rondell is. We're hoping early in the week, next week, we can get something out of him and just progress him up until game time. But um, it'll be close, I think. There you go. Okay, he's hopeful. Cliff. Okay, there it is right there. <laughs> Good. It's hopeful season so with something Cliff. Something else is coming down. Something else is going to happen. I Listen, the, the roster's not set. Don't fall into that trap. I don't, I don't believe the roster is set yet, especially going into Labor Day. It's not like you're going into the season right now. You've got another week to actually get it together. Well, to your point, Wolf, Cliff was actually asked about that and said that he hasn't had any conversations with players who've made the roster because it's still fluid. I, I don't until next week because it's so uh, fluid at this point. You don't want to do that. Um, just like today, we claim a guy, and so somebody has to go. And, and so I wait till next week, and, and then we'll have some of those. Probably a good move because they're going to have to let somebody go because they just picked up a corner today. Yeah, exactly. So, again, it's one of those situations where you take this week to really kind of put it together, and we'll see. I think we're going to get a lot of clarity, of course, after this week. Of course we are. That's coming. That's going to happen. But, you know, I just want to go back quickly to Keontae Ingram again in the running back room. Um, Man, he looked good. I, I was surprised. This guy is not a, a slasher, so to speak. This guy has got a little power. He's a power runner. And what I love about it is it's it's a combination of being Lev Bell in his approach to picking the hole and being very, very patient. A hop, skip, and a jump. The jump cut of Lev Bell with being a powerful guy that likes to run the ball in between the tackles, in between the A-gap and in the, the B-gaps. To run the ball like that and do it with the kind of authority that he showed and then have the willingness to bounce it outside. I I got to tell you, man, Keontae Ingram, I think the Cardinals found something good there. Yeah, and, and that position is one where you can you can get guys late. And there's a sixth-round pick. Like Elijah Mitchell last year for the 49ers, 194th overall pick, and they leaned on him for a good chunk of the season. And I'm not going to compare Keontae Ingram to, like, Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis is a late pick. He's a Hall of Famer. Like, that is a position more so than most positions where you can look and say, oh, yeah, this guy's great. Where, where was he taken? Oh, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. You don't typically say that with quarterbacks or receivers. Uh, more on Keontae Ingram. This is Eno Benjamin talking about Keontae Ingram yesterday. I think he's a great runner. Um, a lot of good patience. Um, I like his style, and I like the way he kind of changes it up at the line um, a lot. And so even just me, myself, I'm, I'm even taking little tidbits and learning from him as well. See that right there? Changing it up. What's he talking about? He's talking about the patience to pick the hole you want to attack. That's what he's talking about. That is Lev Bell. That was how he ran the football as well. It's just, it's so funny because here you are, here you are on a a team that has a head coach that is known for the air raid, and you got five running backs on the team. And never forget, going into December, of last year, the Arizona Cardinals were the number five run raid team in the NFL. And that's what I'm calling it. Run raid because of the run rate. I see what you did there. Did you see that? Yeah, no, a little run raid. Down, yeah. Forget about the air raid. It's the run raid. 
And it's the run rate in regard to the run rate. Hey, what do you read into this? Okay, I'm looking at the Cardinals. I'm looking at azcardinals.com right now to to check out the depth chart, okay? Just because I want the the most accurate, up-to-date one. This feels like a read for azcardinals.com. It is not. They have Eno listed as the second string running back. Is that just a, hey, we got to put this together real quick, or is Eno Benjamin the second string running back on this team? Okay, um, what what is it? Who's... Whose depth chart is that? ArizonaCardinals.com. ArizonaCardinals.com. <laughs> well, AZCardinals.com. Um, okay, so are you going to read into that? If, if in fact, you could read into it, I would. I, I feel like you can, right? I, mean, I, think you, I think you can right there. Everything else, every other position, no other position goes more than three deep, and they are in the order that you would expect them to be, okay? Uh, like tight end, Zach Ertz, first string, is listed as okay. first string, too. He's not just listed first. It says first string. I love that. Okay, I love what you're doing. Where's Where's Daryl Williams listed? Third. Okay, now now why does that make sense? Why does that make sense to you? Hey guys, why? I did just receive a text from yeah. Derb Darren Urban, senior writer from AZCardinals.com, yeah. and he says, "Tell them not to read into it." Oh, it's too late. I've already read <laughs> into it. Tell them not Derb. to read into what? The depth chart. Okay, don't read into the. Oh, I thought you meant five running backs. Okay, but you know what? I'm going to do that, Derb. I'm sorry. I'm You're going to read into it. And I'm going to read into it, Derb, because you know what? Oh, who's the starter? Hmm. James Conner. James Conner. Okay, great. <laughs> it's good right there. Who's going to be the changeup back to James Conner? Well, that's why. Who is going to be the changeup back it would, to James Conner? It Connor? would make more sense for it to be Eno, and Daryl Williams Eno is like the link between Benjamin. the two of them. Yes. It's Eno Benjamin. So, as the changeup. Eno gets the number two string. Daryl Williams? Who's Daryl Williams? Daryl Williams is going to be the backup to James Conner, in my opinion. Daryl Williams can can run in between the tackles and be used in short yardage and goal line situations. He's got the butt to do it, just like James Conner. And that's maybe why we shouldn't read too much into it, because it's not a simple, this is the first guy, this guy will get the carries if this first guy is hurt, this guy will get the carries if the first two guys are hurt. It's not so much that. It's it's different roles that they have on this team. But, you know, James Conner one, Eno Benjamin two, Daryl Williams three right now. There we go. Daryl Williams really does feel like the missing link between James Conner and Eno Benjamin. So it would make sense to have Eno as the change of pace. They actually talked to Eno about that yesterday too, but we're late to break, so I can't. Uh, I can't you are, talk you're about that right late. now. Yeah, that's always my fault. When we come back in the Diamondbacks, save baseball. Wow, this is, this is, the stakes have been raised. This is from Wolf pre-show meeting, so you're going to have to defend that next. It is the uh, Wolf I'm and Luke about show. Ready on, to get jacked up now. We, we got to get a lot of disclaimers ready on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Pretty good timing here, Wolf. I'm sure I'm sure this was just a coincidence, right? But uh, open up my email during the show. And what do I see with the Arizona Diamondbacks releasing their 2023 spring training schedule? Good, uh, good. Well, there go the red hot chili peppers, just gone. Uh, pretty good timing. 
for the D-backs, right? May may as well cash in. May as well, uh, while while everybody's like riding high with this team, and they are, why not throw out that? And maybe it's totally just, (laughs) maybe that's just the way it is with Major League Baseball. But if that's, if it is a coincidence, good timing for the D-backs, because like you said earlier, if you can carry this excitement through the rest of this season, it doesn't mean you have to win every game. Just carry this excitement with these young players. We're going to see legit excitement to start next season beyond just the hardcore baseball fans. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, Luke. I, listen, um, watching the game from left field last night was an eye-opener. <laughs> All right, it was. Now, listen, I was there with my son. We were there watching the game. It was fantastic, but I'm riding high on that. <laughs> I really am. What I saw with my own eyes blew me away. You know, it's one thing to watch it on television, of course, The Matrix, and and I get that. I prefer actually staying home and watching games where I get replay, and I can see it. But I, I have to tell you, being there in person and using my own eyes to watch these hyper-athletic Diamondbacks, to watch these freaks, that's what they were, watching Corbin Carroll run the bases, Jake McCarthy... Alec Thomas, Dalton Varsho, these guys are incredible athletes. And that's what blew me away, man. I I typically don't go to a baseball game and get blown away by a guy's athleticism. And I'm not trying to be degrading whatsoever to baseball players. You just don't think of them as being these great athletes. Not always. Not all of them, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, man. From what I saw, the speed out there last night, it was speedball for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Not small ball, speedball. The the stat that Maloney had earlier, and I'm going to expand on here a little bit, um, the, the 12 runs the D-backs scored last night all hit in by rookies. I mean, baseball is a sport where you may be a rookie and you may be miserable as a rookie and still end up being a really good player. Now, I can go the other way. You can be good as a rookie, obviously, and trail off. I'm not, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying every single prospect the D backs have called up this season is going to hit. But right now, Wolf, they're all literally hitting the 12 RBI last night. Uh, two from Geraldo Perdomo. That was his, what's his 127th game. He's the vet of this group. Okay. Yeah, 127th right. career game for Perdomo. Yeah. Two RBI for Alec Thomas and four hits. That was his 95th game. Jake McCarthy, five RBI. That was his 94th game. Corbin Carroll, Three more RBI. That was his second game. Yeah. You know what they all have in common? They're all 26 or younger, and a lot of them younger in that regard. This this is a team like I've never seen the Arizona Diamondbacks in all the years that I've been broadcasting here for Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. I don't think I've ever seen a Diamondback team built like this. Now that Corbin Carroll is up. It was two games. Give me the disclaimer. Just get, please, give me the Corbin. Everything I'm going to say about Corbin Carroll needs to be weighed, measured, and found wanting. Baseball is a game of large sample sizes. Any evaluation after one game are insipid, insidious, and insane. But having said that, he's good. He's really, really good. You watch him play. you got to be kidding me. The kids play two games. He's already driven in five runs. Five game-winning runs, runs that mattered. And you watch the kid play as well. You've got to be good. This guy is running at a different speed than everybody. 
everybody else. He's a hundred in. They say he's 165 pounds. Okay, I, I have a hard time believing. You think he's less? He's a, he's 170. He's got to be. Okay, well I've, I've seen him listed at 100 as 170. Okay, some, he's got to no, be. Don't no more. tell me he's 165 pounds. All right. Did you see the ball he drilled off the center field? The wall? one that would have been a home run in 29 of 30 major league parks. Um, listen, it's incredible to watch this team play. I mean, because of defensively, how many runs? Will, will this outfield actually save their pitching staff over the course of a year? Well, if it's not even like must-see viewing right now, it is the lineup to me is must-see. Like I, I want to see who's even playing because they they got to rotate some of these. Like Stone Garrett didn't even play last night after after okay. having a monster night the night before. They don't have enough room for all these guys right now because typically when you have this many young players called up, you don't expect them to all be hitting. So you're like, okay, well, this guy's not going to be hitting. We'll just go. Jake McCarthy, okay, he's going to cool off, right? Well, he had five RBI last night. Yes. He's hitting right around 400 in the last two weeks. So you're not going to pull him out of the lineup. So you had to slide him over to DH. He's a good fielder, too. <laughs> like, yeah. You just, you, Lavello's got to get so creative with the lineup because for the longest time, it was who are the young guys in the lineup? Okay, Alec Thomas and like Josh Rojas. Those two were hitting one, two for a while, and that was that was great and that was fun, but this has really taken off. Yeah, you know, honestly, when I say it's speed ball, not small ball, speed ball, there's a difference. The raw athleticism of running bases, um, you know, I was talking about okay in the outfield as well. The speed in how many runs they're they're gonna save a pitching staff over the course of a season. How many infield hits are these guys gonna leg out? A lot. A lot of infield hits. I mean Corbin Carroll hit one to I believe it was third base last night that was a routine ground ball. He almost beat it out. And as a matter of fact, they called him safe. No, it was short, as a matter of fact, shortstop. They 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 called him safe, and then they looked at him and called him out. Here, I, we got to play this because we we really aren't even getting to talk about Zach Gallen, and he is now up to thirty four and a third scoreless consecutive innings. This was Zach after the game last night. To be honest, I didn't feel super comfortable um, first, maybe second time through the lineup. Um, like curveball was okay, um, cutter slider. I feel like I had an okay feel for it, and change it was fine. Um, but yeah, just really didn't feel super comfortable. Which is, you know, the offense gave me a big enough lead that I was trying to just convince myself to just kind of be in the zone. Um, you know, no free passes. So yeah, I mean, it was kind of good because it was a night where I had to be extra sharp. I don't know how it went. Could you cuss it out and then do it feeling sharp? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's obviously it's like a slap in the face to say, but I really didn't, you know, feel super great first, you know, three innings. Um, kind of started to click fourth inning. Just was trying to watch a video, make you know some adjustments on the run, um, and yeah, you know, the offense just poured on, so kind of made my job a little bit easier. Uh, kind of maybe took some pressure off, so yeah, that was good. That's okay. awesome, Zach. We know how great you are. You so, know, just sit down. Hold on. So, so he didn't have it last night, basically, in his own words. Uh, seven <laughs> innings, two hits, no runs. Obviously, he doesn't give up runs. Uh, seven strikeouts, 88 pitches to get through the seven innings, too, Wolf. So he was economical with it, too. There's no doubt about it. Way to go, Zach. Proud of you. You are a great pitcher. There's no doubt about it. You're going to be the ace of this staff going forward. We love you. But did you happen to see Speedball oh once again? Okay. Not only the defense in the field, not only the infield hits, but how many singles are you going to turn into doubles? How many doubles are you going to turn into triples? We saw that last night. 
I, how many runs is this bunch going to produce because they get the bat on the ball and then they use their speed? How, how many runs is this group going to produce? It's going to be fun to watch his team. Uh, Allison Chains and Breaking Benjamin are heading to Akchin Pavilion on September 10th. Limited tickets are available, but you can win a pair now by heading to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. When we come back, what's the biggest takeaway from the Cardinals 53-man roster? We're going to chat with senior writer for azcardinals.com, Darren Urban. Wolf, he told you not to read too much in the depth chart, and you just did anyway. Well, he's going to join us next to settle the score. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. This is Kyler Murray, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Nobody in this room is fast as this kid. He's like that little kid. You can't catch me. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... Snap to Murray, and he's going to keep it off the left side. He's at the 10, at the 5. He's in again. Some more Murray magic. Our guy is one of those that gives you a chance every Sunday, and at his best, you know, I don't know who's better in this league. Let's be the best. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals. Now... Yeah, Darren Urban is joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Of course, senior writer for azcardinals.com. And uh, Wolf, because I know you forget these sort of things, it's Darren's birthday, too. So you have to be nice to to Darren. That's true. Happy birthday, big guy. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And just just to clarify for you, Wolf, um, because obviously you, you jumped the gun a little bit before I could get on the air and talk about this fine depth chart. So they released... They, they they put out the release of all the cuts yesterday. I put up that story. I podcasted for an hour. I spent 45 minutes doing like a little analysis of what the 53-man roster looked like. And then about 6.15, I'm sitting on my couch. The Dimebacks are about to come on. And I thought the depth chart is kind of messy right now. I probably should clean that up because there's a bunch of holes. So I did the depth chart. So that's that's me doing that depth chart. Now they'll they'll put out their depth chart next Tuesday, the first okay. depth chart of the regular season. But anything on there right now is Darren Urban's depth chart. I think it's fairly accurate, but it's still my depth chart. Can I ask you one question, though, Derp? You can ask me all the questions you want, Wolf. That's why I'm on this. Why did you put Eno Benjamin number two? Because that's how they've been kind of running it depth chart-wise. I basically reversed what they had had on the depth chart through the preseason. and uh, Yeah, why know, did you do that? Well, I mean, just because they had them second. I know where you're going with this. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm just saying for all the fantasy football players out there that have already tweeted at me wanting to know who, who Connor's backup is, I don't think we're going to know until that first game gets played. And we can guess all we want, Wolf, um, but Cliff's not going to say anything. You know him like that. And uh, <laughs> while while the Benjamin things make sense to me, I also see this. I mean, it, there's not really an RB2. What, what's going to happen is Connor's the main guy, and then they're going to put in a guy for a series or a few plays that make sense in that situation, I think. And maybe it's going to be Daryl Williams, and maybe it'll be Eno Benjamin. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Sort of like a 2A, 2B based on the situation. Uh, Wolf, I tell you it's the guy's birthday, and you have to be nice. You start cross-examining him on the air. It's all right. Uh, Darren Urban joining us. Darren, um, as far as injuries, and I know we're still about a week and a half away from the first game, but you know we're hearing some stuff today that you know Zach Ertz is still dealing with an issue, uh, Ron Dale Moore. Are there, are there any players that, that we view as like, okay, key guys they are going to be playing against the Chiefs, that that status might actually be a little bit up in the air right now? 
Well, I mean, if you're just going by what Cliff talked about today, I mean, the, now maybe he's just kind of playing a little bit of chess outside of, of week one, but um, he didn't come out and say, yeah, Justin Pugh is going to be ready. He didn't come out and say Rondell Moore is going to be ready or Marcus Golden or Zach Ertz. He basically said, we're going to try and ramp them up early next week, which <laughs> they're out of time for ramping up. And <laughs> and then we'll and, and it's going to be close whether they can play or not. Now, again, I, I think some of this will be a little bit of gamesmanship. I Personally, I think Zach Ertz is going to be out there. That's just my gut. Um but the the other guys, I, I don't know. You know, I've I've heard you know speculation about Rondell Moore being one of those guys that why didn't he play in the preseason? And the reality is he got hurt with whatever he got hurt with. We still don't know exactly what he got hurt in that last big Thursday practice at training camp in in uh, at State Farm Stadium. So um, I don't know what he's dealing with, but that's why he didn't play in those last two games for sure. Now w- whether he would have or not, I don't know. But uh, to get back to your question, Luke, I, I think there's definitely questions, and I do think there's going to be a little bit of unknown going into that first week of practice and I'm so excited for that first injury report on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait for that as well, Derb. Talk to me about Jonathan Ward, uh, that fifth running back, so to speak, that Pentagon running back room right now. Talk to me about Jonathan Ward. Is there any possibility whatsoever they put him on IR? I suppose that's possible. I'm not going to rule that out because I don't know how serious his situation is with the shoulder. There's another possibility here, though, especially with Jonathan Jonathan Ward being so good on special teams, and that is, does Keontae Ingram end up as the new Eno Benjamin or the new DJ Humphreys, where they were afraid to expose him to waivers, uh, but because they can, I think they can call up up to three practice squad guys per week now, uh, I, if I'm maybe maybe it's not three, maybe you can do it three times. It's still two guys a week. I'm sorry, but since you can pull up those extra practice squad guys for your your game day roster, um, they may just use a, a, a redshirt year for Ingram because they were afraid they're going to lose him. I, I, that's that's kind of what crossed mm. my mind was this might just be a redshirt situation if nobody gets hurt, and then you make sure that he doesn't go anywhere because you're afraid somebody was going to pluck him if if you had let him go. That's my guess. Boy, he looked good too, Derb. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I, I you, you you get worried that somebody's going to pick him up, but you have reasons to want Daryl Williams and Eno Benjamin and Jonathan Ward on your team. And oh, by the way, Eno Benjamin and Daryl Williams are neither one are signed past this season, so you're probably going to need Ingram next year, anyways. Talking to Darren Urban, uh, Darren, we didn't see Isaiah Simmons in the preseason, but it's well documented he's going to play all over the field. We just uh, learned yesterday he's got the green dot as well. Is is he the most pivotal player on this defense in your mind, just in terms of their as a team, their fortunes this season? Um, he's up there, but I'll be honest, Luke, I would not say that. I could probably come up with four guys I would think would be more pivotal wow. at this point. I mean, I, I, I've got a Marcus Golden hasn't practiced since August first, and he's supposed to be your top pass rusher. Yeah, I think they got to have JJ Watt healthy all season. I think. Um, You've got to see Zayvon Collins is going to play a lot, and you don't know what you're going to get out of him. And whoever the number two cornerback is, I think, would rank as a more pivotal player. So I'm not trying to downplay how important Isaiah Simmons is, but maybe that just goes to me to the all the question marks and 
what you're waiting to see. I And maybe it's because I have a lot of confidence that Isaiah Simmons is going to play well this year, uh, especially mm. if they use him in this role that he's most comfortable in. But I, I'll i be honest, I see all those other guys as maybe a little bit more pivotal because I think so much changes if those spots end up not producing. There, were you surprised that they kept five inside linebackers not counting Isaiah Simmons? I mean, you count him and it's six. They're going to move them all over the place, as yeah. we know. Were you surprised they kept five? Not really, just because... I mean, one uh, that that linebacker period is is one of those very important transition game positions. So that you know you're going to want guys that uh, can play special teams for you. And I do think, like you said, I don't. I at this point, I'm not sure they're counting Simmons as an inside linebacker. They're going to call him a linebacker, but I mean, they've only got three safeties on the roster right now. If Charles Washington is injured, which I think there's a chance he's going to miss some time, so obviously I think Simmons slides into that kind of situation, but I'm, I was a little surprised they kept Ben Neiman, um, but I, again, I think they, he must have shown them something on special teams, and I, you know, I, I think that's very important to this team when you've got Jeff Rogers in there and making sure that that, that unit collectively is as good as it can be. Darren Urban joining us. Darren, if we uh, look at Antoine Wesley is banged up, Rondale Moore is banged up, DeAndre Hopkins suspended. I mean, it's entirely possible they may need production from Andy Isabella as soon as week one. He's looked a lot better this offseason, but you know, from what you have seen, how different has he looked? I think I, I think everything about Andy Isabella is oozing confidence, and that just was not there before. Just wasn't. Now maybe it's because he's feels like he's improved that much as a player maybe he just decided to say blanket and uh because i can't what do you mean, Derb? and uh and and just say look i'm if i'm stuck here i might as well not give a flying fig anymore and and i'm just gonna go out and do my thing and see what happens and it's turned out well because usually it does for, for professional athletes when they kind of take that attitude um I'm very curious to see how he gets used because I think Andy and talk when I talked to him after the Ravens game and then in the uh, post game radio interview he did after the Titans game, it's very clear that this is a man who doesn't really have any uh, excitement about just being there in case and he wants to do something and if he's on this roster and they use him, that's great and if he's not, you know, I'm really curious to see how that all kind of shakes out but I I do like how he's played and um, I'd be very curious to see if he had to play a a role early okay I know you're so tapped in and I have no time to ask this question (laughs) and I'm going to do it right now the one guy that got (laughs) caught that kind of surprised you yeah well, who would it be? Yeah. I think ultimately it would be Devon Kennard. I, I, I'm not completely surprised because of all the young guys they had, and ultimately Devon Kennard is not a pass rusher, and that's kind of what they need to lean towards right now. And I don't know how much he would have played otherwise, but to lose that experience in on the field and off the field it was kind of interesting to me. Darren, great stuff as always, man. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, Darren. Appreciate it, guys. Happy birthday, buddy. Darren Urban joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. When we come back, you heard a little bit of the uh, conversation there about Andy Isabella. He is on the roster. What does he want to do for this team? What what can they get from him potentially in week one? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station.